Welcome to audio from Ballyhalbert Gospel Hall. Listen in as we open God's Word and share how it should impact our lives. We hope it blesses you. Stranglehold thing on. And it ain't working. Evening, folks. I have a couple of verses of scripture, but I want to um, just start first of all. I see a lot of people then um, that probably has went through a bit of a, let's say a trial this last couple of weeks. Maybe not. Um, I know it's been very difficult for um, uh, people doing education, going through different, different things. Um, but a whole lot of exams have been sat. Um, and it's a, a thing that... Um, often gets me, no matter where you go in life, you'll have to sit through something. And whether it's in a doctor's surgery or whatever, you'll end up sitting through something. But a lot of them are exams, and you get through life um, qualifications. It's what um, everybody wants, qualifications. Um, I was just thinking there, schools. So if you got results in the last week or fortnight or whatever, Good. If you took part, apparently it's not the winning, it's the taking part. Well, that's good as well. Um, if you didn't get the results you want, can't say anything, can I? Um, but just push on. Um, and you do it through even when, when, you, when you leave school, college, university, whatever, you, you continue to go through your life doing the same thing. Because if you even get into workplace now, you have to do exams, you have to have the card, you have to have, you know, the piece of paper, you have to have everything is a piece of paper with an exam. Um, and many other things, you have to do driving, you have to do an exam, it's the whole thing. Qualifications. And I, I was just looking this up just, uh, as I say before, qualifications, a condition that must be fulfilled before the right can be acquired. That's probably the description. There's a whole lot of teachers in here that probably say to me after, no, that's not right, but I'm reading it from the dictionary, so. Um, and if I was to ask uh, this crowd tonight, everyone that's in here tonight, um, who wants to be in heaven when they die? I'm nearly sure that I would get 100% saying I do. Um, and this is why this meeting is held, it's a gospel meeting. But the answer would be everybody wants to be in heaven. Um, If I was to say to you, well, how do you make sure you get back to the qualifications? How do you qualify to get to heaven? Um, well, that, a lot of people have a lot of different answers for that one. Um, but God has only one way, and it's through the scriptures that you find out. As I say, people might have different reasons or different ways. According to God, in this book, there's only one way. And I was to say to you, um, well, how do you, if that's the case, and there's this way of God's, how do you stand before God? And I've heard different things. I've talked to different people over the years, and people will say, well, you know, the way it works out, you know, and they always have it, when you die, uh, God will weigh up the good things you've done and, and the bad things. And you're, and you're hoping, hoping 
that it goes to scale this imaginary set of scales that God has, that it leans towards good. No matter where you read scripture, you'll never find that set of scales. Because of some bad news for everybody here, and me included, according to the qualifications needed to get to heaven, we've already failed. There you are. Sorry. We've failed. And where I would read that from, if you have your Bibles, it's only a couple of verses. Um, and this is Roman, Romans 3 and verse 23. For all have sinned and, fall and come short of the glory of God. That's it. There's plenty of other scriptures to read that tells you the same thing. So as we go on this journey of qualifications, I'm sorry to say we've already failed. Now if we were coming to a meeting tonight in this hall, and anybody that's coming into the hall is, has open ears, that's why you're here. But as you come in tonight into a hall, if that's all we could tell you, that's bad news. But that's not the gospel. The gospel is extremely good news. The gospel is a reason and a way to get right with God. Because at the minute, things don't look good as we stand before God. Forget about these big sets of scales. Will never happen. And as I say, people have said to me, when I die, when you die, if you think God's going to stand with the scales, the decision's already made according to this scripture. We have failed. We have come short. We don't make the mark. You've failed the test before even. And that goes way back to our forefathers, Adam, where he, he sinned against God. He disobeyed. And sin entered into the world. Nobody likes to hear this word sin now. But here, we all know it. It's in our heart. We don't have to be lectured to. It's there. We know it is. But as I say, if that was only the news we had, it would be bad, wouldn't it? There's a wee verse in Romans just further back, 3 and 10. There's no one righteous, no, not one. There we are again. Purr in it. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. As I say, it would be hopeless, but it isn't. Because if you look just a few verses later on in another chapter 5, chapter 5 and verse 8, but God commended his love towards us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That makes all the difference. God has made that way back for that union to be reinstated between man and God. The minute's broken. As I said, we've fallen well short of the mark. It's stopped. It's broken. As we come here tonight and tell you about this work that Christ has done on the cross horrendous place when you think about it I mean what other place would have a way of, of execution as a way back to God 
but it's foretold in the Bible, right through the Bible. We, as you heard this morning, we talked about the children of Israel coming out of Egypt. And to get out of Egypt, they had to get that lamb. And it had to be scrutinized. God told them, get a lamb, scrutinize it, kill it. But you had to do something else. You had to actually take the blood of that wee lamb, which was innocent, pure, and it had to be sprinkled doorposts and lintel. You had to actually apply the blood. Salvation. Whether people think they can do one way or do another. As we know, in Christ alone, by grace alone, through faith alone. That's it. Simple, isn't it? In Christ alone. No other way. There is no other way. And you think about that price of our salvation. People say, you know, I mean, why did Christ have to die? As I said, a way of execution. You know, at one point, the Romans run out of wood in the land of Israel or in that area because they crucified so many people. It was a common everyday. You didn't like the Roman authority, you could end up on a cross. But this man, even the... Even the even the thief beside him said, this man has done nothing amiss on the cross as they're being executed. This man has done nothing amiss. Perfect man. Speaking towards that lamb again. The price of, our, price of your salvation was costly. How costly? It cost God's very own son. It's not to be taken lightly. Um, thinking that God somehow with his imaginary scale somewhere, will stand and weigh your good items and your bad items and your sins to be... Do you think God's going to go to that where it's really cost him his son? Really? It's cost him his only son. Do you think he's going to wash or push your sins onto the carpet? Salvation, it's, it's, it's tough... It's not easy. Uh, anybody that says it's easy, but it's the best life you'll ever have. Lord Jesus says, I have come to give you life. Give it, give it to you to the full. Um, many years ago, a guy, Sir James Simpson, he was a, going way back the end of the 19th century, uh, eminent surgeon, and the discovery of chloroform so a lot of the nurses here will know what that does. And he was dying. Uh, now bear in mind he was Sir James Simpson. Surgeon at the top of us. Discoverer of chloroform. And he was lying dying. And someone asked him what would be your greatest discovery. And he says in the morning of Christmas day 1861. I discovered I was a sinner. And Jesus Christ was my saviour. That's what he discovered. That was my greatest discovery. Forget about what happened on the operating table. Forget about what I discovered in the, the lab. Forget about my greatest discovery was that I was a sinner and Jesus was my saviour. Time in my life, done the same thing. There's people here, time in their lives, they've done the same thing, discovered that I was a sinner. 
And it comes down to it, folks, at some point in your life, and you know what's in your background, and you know the pile of sins, whether you be young or old, they have to be dealt with. They have to be dealt with in time, really, or they will be dealt with in eternity. And a gospel meeting is a solemn meeting, but yet it's a meeting, it's the gospel is to give hope. In other words, that Jesus Christ has come and can forgive you your sins. A professor one day was uh, walking on the grounds of a university. And you have to ask yourself, if we're talking about qualifications, and, um, and he happened to come across a young student as he, and as he went along chatting to him, and, and he said to the um, young student, you know, told him, why are you here? And he says, well, I was attracted to the uh, fame of the university, and I was hoping to make a, make a name for myself. Oh, right, said the professor. Uh, on, com- on completing your studies, what do you intend to do? And he says, well, I, I intend to um, then train to be um, a doctor and go for my degree. Oh, right, professor says, and, and then what do you intend to do? And he said, well, then I, I, I'm going to call a lot of attention to myself and uh, eloquence and learning and uh, get a good reputation and a very wide reputation within the, the, the surgeons uh, in the country. The professor said, yes, that's very good. And then what? Um, well, there, you know, he says there can't be any uh, uh, hope to be promoted to a high po- post within that the colleges and maybe to the top of the colleges and high office and make money and grow rich. And the professor kept going on. He says, and then what do you do? Well, I, I hope to have a very comfortable living and leg, live with dignity and, and be well respected. And then the professor asked him, and then what do you intend to do? And the student stammered a wee bit and then said, well, then... Suppose I shall die. And then the professor asked, and then what do you intend to do? We all go through life, folks. We all have our ups and downs. We all have our families and our life. But when it comes to the end of our life, whether it be young or old, that wee verse comes in, what shall it profit a man? If he gains the whole world and loses his own soul. Tonight, as we hear of the gospel, and later on as Ivan opens the word, we just think about, you know, what are you preparing in this life for eternity? You've already heard that, you know, God has made a way back to him. Um, but you have to accept it. You have to actually. Accept, you have to believe. I mean, as was said earlier, there. You know, it's it's you know, in Christ alone. Forget about anything else. In Christ alone, by grace alone. It's not deserved. We don't deserve it. We're absolutely 
You don't deserve it through faith alone. Come to a point where you stand in the mirror beside, looking at yourself, whatever way you want it, and looking at the person that's looking back at you and that decision is made. Where do you spend eternity? What have you made preparation for in eternity? Remember what I said there? Lord Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Or do you leave this world without any way, knowing the truth, but not having the life? Hope tonight, a few thoughts as you just think about your future, your eternal destiny. Um, tonight, you think seriously about how you prepared, what Christ has done for you. God cannot do any more. God has prepared that way. You have to make that step. As I say, at some point, that surgeon said, I was a sinner. And Jesus Christ was my saviour. That's the only thing that will matter. doesn't matter what you own and what you have and what your job was and everything else, a thousand other things. The size of your house, the size of your car, doesn't matter. What will matter is, do you know Jesus Christ is your saviour? It's critical you do. And I hope you decide for Christ tonight.